0: Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Wright, and this is my guest, Mateo D., and you're listening to Conspiracy Cabin.
1: This show has
0: officially returned... Oh, it's, uh, okay, I got that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so this show has officially returned this spring semester. Uh, it's crazy the last episode that aired was the Christmas special. Goose and I were on for that episode, and we managed to determine that Santa is real uh, after he called us on the show. So all Santa deniers were proven wrong that day. So, yeah. Uh, Now, that episode, I said Conspiracy Cannabin would return in January, and uh, here we are a month later in February. So, I've got a really good reason why. It's not like because I thought that W2R did radio shows during J-Term and it turned out they didn't. Uh, No, it's actually the real reason is to get back at my audience. So, back in fall semester, there was a contest to see which radio shows had the most listeners. And the way they measured this data was for listeners to vote on polls. Uh, and to be completely clear, Conspiracy Cabin did not do well on these polls. Uh, we did decent on the first one. We got like four votes, like pretty good. Uh, the first, the next two did not go that well. On the second poll, <laughs> we got no votes. And the, the third and final poll might have been more humiliating just because even though we got two votes, the reason was one of those votes was my tech team and the other was my guest. So my uh, audience let me down, and that's why the show just returned. Uh, Definitely, just to repeat, you know, definitely not because the radio shows don't run during J term, and I wasn't aware. Anyways, Mateo D, what's up? Hey, it's a great day. Yeah, be here. Yeah. All right, I want to read off a quote from the actor Barry Watson. "Quote: I did, I did see Bigfoot when I was a kid, and I still believe it to this day. I saw a big furry man outside of my window. It's not funny." It was real, end quote. Now, did you know that Barry Watson is telling the truth? Is she? I
1: don't know. (laughs) It seems kind of skeptical. but
0: Mm. Well, we'll find out. So, uh, disclaimer, this podcast is satire and for entertainment purposes only. We are not actually conspiracy theorists. And this podcast is also not affiliated with Taylor University, nor does it reflect their views. Now, back to the conspiracies. So, today we'll be talking about Bigfoot. But we're also going to be talking about some other things, too. This is going to be a unique episode. And more will be like this one, because this episode, we're covering conspiracies specifically from the west coast of the United States. We'll be continuing this type of episode and covering other regions of the United States. So we'll be covering not just Bigfoot, but a few other conspiracies from kind of the general area of like Washington, Oregon, and California. So, yeah, it's a a pretty good uh, location to cover. I mean... I've heard there's this one town in Oregon where there's a bunch of weird stuff like gnomes and time travelers uh, and triangles. Uh, yeah, if anyone uh, knows what I'm talking about. But it's a pretty uh, pretty good place to do some conspiracies on. But we'll start off with what I would say is this episode's main attraction, Bigfoot. Um, so yeah, Bigfoot. He's a, he's a folklore. He's a real mysterious conspiracy cryptid... Uh, and he's pretty great. So we'll start off with, uh, the kind of the history of Bigfoot in a way. Um, so there's been folklore of large and hairy creatures stalking in the night, uh, for centuries. Um, that's, that's existed for a while in many, uh, many places in the United States, but, uh, it's even, uh, existed in more recent times. I want to specifically, one thing is talk about a, uh, a story that Theodore Roosevelt told, who was uh, president of the United States, uh, little known fact there. <laughs> so in his 19- 1893 book, the wilderness hunter, uh, he wrote a story of, uh, he was with an elderly mountain man uh, named Bauman. Um, and there is a foul smelling bipedal creature uh, that ransacked his camp. And, stalked them and it killed one of his companions uh it was near like idaho montana in the wilderness uh and roosevelt noted that the the guy he was fearful while he was telling this story uh says he attributed the trappers folkloric german ancestry to have potentially influenced him i i'm not really sure what that means and i I don't really get good vibes from that so uh I don't know, Roosevelt. I might have to (laughs) criticize you on that one. I'm not sure if him being German had anything to do with it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's a story of Bigfoot, and it matches up. Because one thing in my research of Bigfoot I found is everyone says that Bigfoot, like, really does not smell good. Um, Like, smells like skunks and stuff. So, looks like it's consistent. So, um, we'll get into the more kind of recent history... uh, Well, I think I already said that, but that was, that was like 1893, but uh, we'll talk about the origins of the Bigfoot name. So in 1958, uh, there's this logging company and this guy called Jerry Crew, he found some footprints that were like really big in there. This was in uh, California and he informed his coworkers and they saw, they saw similar stuff as well. And they also saw there's like a really heavy oil drum that went missing. Uh, they they saw, they called the person who was doing this Bigfoot. Uh, they thought it was a prank, but it seemed very strange. These incidents kept, kept happening. And uh, they contacted the press, and that's where the, kind of the name Bigfoot really got out there. And, um, yeah, it got pretty, pretty widespread as a creature in uh, North California, leaving footprints and being mysterious. Um. So that's kind of uh, the early history of kind of Bigfoot, of how we kind of came to be. This is like the setting, the stage, the backstory. Because the main thing we'll be talking about is probably the most well-known piece of uh, kind of Bigfoot lore um, evidence, one might say, is the Patterson-Gimlin film. So, uh, Matteo D., do you know what the Patterson-Gimlin film is? Uh, it's a movie,
1: I think. Or not.
0: Um, it's not really a movie. It's, it's more like a one-minute uh, video uh, it was created in 1967. It was uh, filmed. I don't and think I've seen that
1: video. Yeah,
0: you might you might have kind of seen it because the fr- uh, frame 352 of it is very well known. It's a very iconic frame. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna. This is audio, so you can't see this, but this is a uh, frame 352 of that film. Okay. So it's a it's a very well known very well known uh, movie. Even if not everyone has maybe seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did manage to find it kinda of buried on YouTube. It's actually kinda of hard to find it. So. so it's
1: just someone took a picture in in the woods. Oh,
0: this isn't a picture, this is a frame of a video. oh. Um, for, for everyone listening, it's kinda of hard because you can't like see this, but you know like that one picture or I mean, you know, not a picture, it's a frame, but it's like Bigfoot, he's kinda of got his like arms like this, he's like kinda of looking to the side. This is where that's from. The Patterson Gimlin film. So uh
1: I have not seen that.
0: Yeah. Here we could I could probably show you this is kinda like what the film looked like. Um God, got I'm playing it. So it's uh let's all that uh, where's the That's kinda like what it looked like. It was like that. So anyways, um Patterson Gimlin film, it's a uh, very well known, also known as the the PGF apparently. Um, So yeah So I get the backstory. So we've set up kind of the stage of Bigfoot And how he's kind of well known The Yeti, the Sasquatch as he's also known Um, So Patterson uh, Specifically his name was Roger Patterson He was uh, interested in the Bigfoot Since about 1959 Uh, He spent kind of years searching for Bigfoot tracks Um, He did this with other like Bigfoot believers But really they all kind of abandoned it eventually They were like "Eh, we're not finding anything But he kept looking he believed in Bigfoot. <clears throat> and um, so he kept doing that. He worked on this uh, this kind of fictional, I think it was supposed to be fictional documentary. It was like some cowboys uh, had a guide and they were looking for Bigfoot and then they found him uh, or something. I don't know if he ever got that far into filming. He did a little bit of it. But around this time... It kind of it kind of uh, came true this documentary hmm. which uh, was never really finished um, so location and time of this iconic film in a uh, Northern California uh, specifically Bluff Creek so it's a uh, it's pretty close to Oregon it's like uh, you know 38 miles south of Oregon Um so it's right, uh, right on Norvern, California, in a in a woody forest, um, the uh, Bluff Creek, which is near Orleans, California, <clears throat> in a specifically 1967. Um, believe it was filmed in October 20. Yeah, October October 20, 1967. The iconic. Uh, Patterson Gimlin film was uh filmed and it was the most uh pretty much it's well known as the most uh accurate evidence of Bigfoot. So this is just some random person in the woods looking for Bigfoot
1: and they took a video. And they found basically. Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. Huh. So um yeah, so they get, uh, I'll go go through the story of it. So so Patterson, he had this uh his friend who was named uh Gimlin. What do you, uh find his first name uh Robert bob giblin so roger patterson bob giblin uh bob giblin he was a little skeptical he wasn't sure like you know he was like okay sure uh sure roger maybe maybe they're bigfoot but he kind of was like hey you know go out in the woods you know look around and it sounded like fun so they went out there and uh they were looking for bigfoot so they got a uh, they got his tr- uh gimlin's truck and uh, they had some horses too, so they drove out and then they uh, rode their horseback um, around in the woods looking for Bigfoot. One fun detail of this is while they were filming that, like they're 100% like wearing cowboy hats, like they're dressed as cowboys, um, which I mean that that's just awesome. Like guys filming Bigfoot and they're cowboys, yeah. pretty great. Um, so how the story goes, how is uh, how they reported it is. They were looking around, uh, and they uh, saw Bigfoot. You know, they were like, "Man, this guy's tall. It's got to be like six to seven feet." Um, and it was—they uh, were about twenty-five feet away from the creature at the closest. Um, so they're on their horse, and they—I uh, think they—they uh, they got down. Uh, so he got his camera out of uh, out of the uh, his like satchel or something, which. I mean, come on! He's got he's got a satchel on his horse. He's he's a cowboy. He he's gets out his go. camera. He's ready to go. Yeah, so he like you know, quick draws his camera fastest. You know, he's uh, shooting you know shooting Bigfoot, but you know with a film uh, fastest camera in the West. And Shh. so he uh, he f- ticks, uh, he only had a little bit of film left on the reel. So there's only like a minute of footage before he ran out of film. Although it was about that point that Bigfoot disappeared, um, the Gimlin got they had a rifle with them and they got it out. They didn't point it at them earlier. Uh, Patterson had been like, "All right, we don't want to shoot Bigfoot," uh, and Gimlin was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, I agree because like if you're if you're dealing with Bigfoot, like you know, you don't know if that thing's bulletproof. Yeah, um, and plus,
1: you know, we don't know if there's multiple. Right? There could only be one.
0: Yeah, you know. and we don't but if want to kill the only one. Oh yeah, yeah. Like either way, it's like bad. Cause if there's only one, it's like, oh well, no more Bigfoot. Yeah. And if there's multiple, well, you know, maybe Bigfoot, they may Big feet hold the hold the grudge, you know. Yeah, come uh, back and attack you. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So you gotta be careful, cause uh, Bigfoot, we don't entirely know everything about it. So I think that's a very good point. We gotta, we don't wanna either way. We don't wanna uh, harm the Bigfoot, the Big feet. Um. So it's a really good thing, I think, that they didn't uh, they didn't do anything dangerous because uh, I, I feel like you know even attacking Bigfoot like like if you kill Bigfoot like that's bad but yeah. if you don't kill Bigfoot then it's like well yeah you're probably dead so it's just like you know don't want to escalate the situation yeah. you know so they they uh they're pretty reasonable like you know they I, mean, I guess if last resort uh if you're getting attacked you might want to fight Bigfoot but you know they were there ready if that happened so they uh they filmed the footage uh it's pretty shaky but it's been uh stabilized recently so people yeah. have been able to analyze it um and there's one point kind of where they the bigfoot looked the bigfoot looked at them like about three times during the film God. uh patterson reported like he he said it was like a an expression of like contempt and disgust like uh, bigfoot yeah like he was like disgusted looking at them like wow you're really gonna spy on bigfoot um he was, he said, he quote, you know how if it, it is when the umpire tells you one more word and you're out of the game. That's the way it felt, which I mean, like makes sense, I guess. Uh, I haven't ever dealt with any umpires being disgusted with me, so can't exactly relate. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, there's the famous frame 352 of it, like, you know, mid stride looking at the camera and, um. Yeah, they uh they kind of followed it a little, but they lost it. It's about two minutes. Their horses, I think, were a bit scarce. so had to, like they had to round up the horses. I mean, I mean, the best part about this is that they were just straight up cowboys, like finding Bigfoot.
1: Could it have maybe been that people were, they knew that they were looking for Bigfoot for a little while, so then they decided to prank them, and then maybe put on some bear costume or something, to make it look like Bigfoot.
0: That, yeah, that does sound, it is possible there was, uh, there's a constant. that is a big, uh, what most people believe, but there, maybe, maybe it was Bigfoot, there is, uh, some ev- evidence for that, so, um, yeah, they, uh, they lost Bigfoot in the woods, uh, and they did take, take some footprints of it, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people who've taken Bigfoot footprints, um, and they uh, they they are very big the footprints are big. Yeah. Uh so they returned they developed the film uh Patterson he kind of was able to make some money. He did uh like local movie houses, he did film showings of the film. He also did some like interviews with talk shows and it was it was kind of like I wouldn't say it was like a, it was kind of known nationally. It wasn't really like the biggest thing ever nationally. It was it was you know, it was a pretty solid story but it wasn't like it didn't have like everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. He was able to make do for himself um patterson died in 1972 he died uh, a little young um the other guy gimlin is still alive uh they were they were born like the the 30s so uh he's like 90 right now uh yeah so patterson he, he died uh he quote maintained right to the end that the creature on the film was real which i mean maybe we should uh gotta it's gotta be some credit there he's uh he was the one there and gimlin um there's
1: been no other sightings of this since
0: um there has been bigfoot sightings a lot of bigfoot uh believers they will say that there is a good amount of sightings which are faked like that is both people who don't and do believe in bigfoot do believe a lot of bigfoot sightings and stuff on camera is faked but this is the one this is like this video is the thing that pretty much bigfoot believers they will say like this is real
1: a lot of it seems like it'd be pretty easy to fake a bigfoot interaction get on video just get your costume dress up as one or uh record a bear from long distance and say it's bigfoot yeah that's
0: actually one thing is it's possible some bigfoot sightings are like people mistaking bears for uh for Bigfoot I think there's a uh... So, like, like bears can, like, sit up and stuff in a human mm-hmm. fashion, which is kind of close to, to Bigfoot. I mean, if you're seeing that from far away, yeah. if you're seeing a black bear, it's like, oh, looks like Bigfoot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, uh, Patterson and Giblin, they did, uh, they did believe that they saw the, uh, the real Bigfoot that day. Maybe, maybe there's multiple Bigfoots. I think that that could be likely. Um, there is some uh, objections to uh, Bigfoot, so we'll, uh, we'll get into that uh one major thing is that the framing speed uh, the f- the frames per second the filming speed uh was a little different so it was um it was filmed at either sixteen or eighteen frames per second so um i'm a I'm a film major so i I kind of have uh, a bit of knowledge on this. So, most, most movie stuff is usually filmed about, like, 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this was kind of, the frame rate was off. It was, like, 16, 18 frames per second. It's weird, because, like, the, the camera they used was, like, some Kodak technicians have said there's, like, errors with it, where, like, if you even set it to 16 frames per second, it actually shoots at 18. Um, so, it's kind of unknown whether it was 16 or 18 frames yeah. per second. It's, like everyone it definitely wasn't 24 is like one thing they've analyzed but this was in 1967 so
1: maybe the cameras weren't up to par i
0: i think they still framed like 24 frames per second back then i mean you could set it to be that but i think uh i think they major for the majority of stuff that was the normal setting um guess if you're you know the reason for changing frame rate is uh one of the main things if you're doing like time lapses or slow motion, so like if you're, uh, for example, like if you're uh, filming slow motion, so if you wanted to film something and kind of have it like maybe half as slow, you could film at 48 frames per second. Mm-hmm. So then you have like double the frames and then like when you slow it down, it still looks smooth and it doesn't look like choppy. So that's kind like, of one reason. And then like you can like speed stuff up and that makes mm-hmm. it look better with lower frame where it's, so some people have said that uh, the frame rate, a lot, of, uh, a lot of Bigfoot believers will say like the way Bigfoot moves is like not, a human couldn't do that. It's very Bigfoot. Uh, it's not a, a way a normal person can move, like in, you know, in a costume. Uh, but there is the, the Bigfoot non-believers will say that like the frame rate is what makes it look weird. So that's, uh, I think that's one thing to consider. Um, it's kind of hard to tell because like Bigfoot could be real, could not be real. Uh, maybe, maybe both. I'm not sure how that would work, but it could be possible. So um, another thing is the, the kind of the muscular stu- structure and the uh, anatomy of Bigfoot. It's, um, it's a little bit inconsistent. So one thing one researcher analyzed was like the soles of the feet were pale, but like the palms of the hand were dark. And, uh, they noted like no other animal has this, like discrepancy, like every other animal, it's like their soles of their feet and their palms of the hand, like match in texture and color and stuff like that. So, um, I think there is an explanation for this. Like I can see like why that could seem like a pretty, pretty good argument, but I mean, hear me out. It is Bigfoot Mm -hmm. and Bigfoot's kind of, kind of crazy. Um, Really, a really a cryptid, uh, supernatural creature. So it's like, I think I think it's not a stretch that maybe their their uh, soles of their feet and palms of their hand are different, considering they managed to avoid avoid all of their spots. But I mean, we've known about Bigfoot for how long? Uh, I mean, I guess the that film came out like 50 years ago. So. so.
1: But we we haven't really had any clear sightings of it since, and our technology is better than it's ever been. Hmm. So, I feel like we should have hundreds of sightings of this creature.
0: Yeah, there have been sightings. uh, But not clear and obvious. Yeah, Yeah, probably not clear and obvious. He's always a bit blurry. I think that's Bigfoot. He's really mysterious like that. Maybe we get some satellite images or something. Yeah. That would be cool. I feel like satellite images wouldn't work. Because uh, a big thing on this show is uh, NASA, so you know NASA, they uh, they fake the moon landing, because uh, the moon moon isn't real. Uh, I think I think that's a pretty reasonable position, and uh, so NASA, like they do satellite images, so I don't think they'd be like willing to reveal if Bigfoot was real or not. So uh, that's probably why there is any satellite images of it. Maybe the trees block it or something. But... Oh, that too. I
1: don't know. They do use Google Earth, so.
0: Oh yeah, so um. Another uh, another thing is how Hollywood costume makers. So, another uh, argument kind of Bigfoot believers put forth is um, at the time, like, this was 1967, so Halloween, like, spe- uh, Hollywood, not Halloween. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood special effects. So, uh, costumes, special effects, like, that's what's uh, less advanced than it was today. Uh-huh. What's happened in 50 years. So, they would say, like, it would be impossible at the time to make a Bigfoot suit. Like, it's like, uh, another thing is people are like really uh, be, like, you can see the muscles moving on the on the film like when you uh, mm. slow it down, so it's like they're like there's no way you can make a costume that complex in 1967 is uh, kind of a big argument of Bigfoot uh, as believers I guess pro Bigfoot maybe people um, so the film uh, film industry or oh, yeah, yeah, film major so <laughs> kind of know about this. Um they uh they, the special effects artists and uh costume makers you know they've uh they've said that they've said their things on the what they think of the Bigfoot uh suit if it were to exist and they just say like it's it's possible to make a Bigfoot suit like, they are like yeah it's easy like uh Rick Baker who was a famed Hollywood uh special effects guy uh he was like it looked like cheap fake fur and uh yeah, well, it looked look terrible. So uh and other, other people were like, oh yeah, this so this was easy to make. obviously. I mean I think I think they're just jealous that they couldn't make a Bigfoot suit. I mean it, they did say it was
1: six, seven feet tall, so unless you got a human that's like six six, it's gonna be hard to do height and intimidate the height of Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, cuz he's uh he's pretty tall, Bigfoot.
1: So suppose they could just use some bear skin that they hunted earlier. And
0: yeah, kind of put on a costume like
1: that. I think that
0: is one theory that they used uh, they might have used real fur if it was a suit. Um, that would make for bear sense. stuff. That would probably be a good good way to do it. But yeah, so um uh, yeah, that's kind of like the, the what special effects people think on it, but it's like well it was was it uh, it looks like it was a pretty advanced costume either way. Um there is some conflicts in some uh, kind of testimonies on the Bigfoot. So like anti uh, Bigfoot Bigfoot non believers uh, there's kind of testimonies of Philip Morris and Bob Harionimus. I probably butchered that pronunciation. But um so Philip Morris um he says he created the Bigfoot costume. And then uh Bob Harionimus I'm 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 sorry, Bob Perionimus, if you're listening to this show right now because I I really do not know how to pronounce your name. Uh so he says that guy uh, Bob we're just going to call him Bob. Uh he says he wore the Bigfoot suits. Um Bob H. <laughs> so there uh it's like oh well so these would be if if there was uh if it was a hoax um then that would be like the two main roles in that. I mean obviously there'd be the the film, you know, uh Roger uh, Patterson yeah Roger Patterson and Gimlin uh, you know they would have had to like you know know would be in on it or maybe they weren't but that would be the two main people someone to wear the costume and someone to create it That's true. but there's uh, there's some conflicts in their story so like one main thing is like suit material so um, so like the suit material they're, uh, they conflict in their stories so like uh, for example uh the horse hide and dino so uh bob he says that uh the the suit was created from horse hide and that was like really heavy and stuff and it also stunk but uh morris who who he says he was the guy who created the costume back then he said it was oh it was made of uh which was like this uh synthetic material pretty lightweight you know smells all right um And he said it was like a standard suit that uh, they sold to people. But he also hasn't really brought any evidence that he sold that suit or anything to customers. Yeah. So it's like their stories conflict. Uh, Another big thing is that Bob, who supposedly wore the suit, he says that the suit had uh, an upper torso and also uh, a bottom part. So he said it was a two-piece suit. But Morris, uh, who specifically you know, he was supposed to be the one who made the suit. He said it was just a one-piece suit uh, and had a metal zipper on the back. So it doesn't seem like their their stories really match together um, because they uh, they both say that they were involved in uh, in making the Bigfoot suit and weren't wearing it. But it's like, well, their stories don't really match. So even even if one of them was true, so the, uh, the there there
1: two of them, uh, right? Yeah, I two thought- different.
0: But in the video,
1: we never see both of them in the video. Like if oh, two Bigfoots, you say? No, if, if someone's recording the video, we never get the other person they're with Oh yeah. in the video. So maybe they were dressing up as the Bigfoot. Because, I mean, it's understandable if you only get one other person in the video, but we don't even get one person. We just get that's, the Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that is, that is a good point. Uh, it could be that... Uh, that's how th- that maybe it was Gimlin in the suit. Um, it's kind of strange because even among uh, if it was a hoax, um, there was, I think, a leaked phone call, supposedly, where Gimlin questioned if Patterson had tricked him. So it's funny because it could have been uh, it could have been they were together, and he, but he, Gimlin, might have thought that Patterson was pr- playing a prank on him. So. Maybe it was Gimlin, and it was all, like this would be really complex. Like if if it, if this was hoax, a hoax, the great hoax, then like yeah, Patterson and Gimlin, they were like really good at that. Cause I mean, it's still to this day, like you know, people are still obsessed with it. They're, I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere, up in the mountains, they kind of do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, we we really wouldn't know. I mean, yeah, this was like 1967, so pretty uh pretty harder i guess to debunk that stuff yeah <laughs> can't really can't really like look up and uh find this guy mm-hmm. i mean you guess you kind of could but you know not not bad then but... <laughs> yeah yeah not i like with the internet and stuff um so yeah there's also i got some uh, main arguments uh against this just scientifically um is that if bigfoot existed uh there would be uh you know uh, more more consistent reports on it, uh, and rather than the scattered and widely varied, uh, and half hazard, half reported Bigfoot, and also that there would be more easy tracks to find. Uh, besides like you know, a lot of a lot of real, uh, diet a lot of different tracks, um, that are all around, and uh, many experts say or some are fraudulent, and then also that there would be Bigfoot DNA. Um, and there's not, you know, there's not many Bigfoot bodies or DNA or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, maybe Bigfoot, he's just that good at covering his tracks. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could just be really good at that. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll end off this section about Bigfoot is, uh, according to life science, there have been 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in the U S wow. I've heard of which. Uh, I don't know the time date on that. So I saw I don't I I don't think uh could it,
1: just be a random number for all we know.
0: Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll double uh, double check. It could be I'm not sure if it's like from nineteen sixty seven to twenty twenty three. Um let's uh I'll uh yeah, I'll double check this. In the last uh fifty years Okay, so that was about oh. 2019. So yeah, 50 years, 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings. Do
1: we have evidence of United that, States. or is it just people saying that? I think that, that
0: was uh, at least people claiming that, uh, gathered data. But they don't have like video or evidence? I think, I don't think those are videos. I think those are just people reporting Bigfoot sightings. There have been uh, some people have like, called 911 and stuff like that and saying like, there's Bigfoot and stuff like that, too. So...
1: I'm kind of wondering what is like the gain of there being a Bigfoot. I mean, I mean everyone's looking for him. What's the
0: what do they get
1: if they find out he's real? I don't know. He's
0: he's a mysterious creature in the woods. Um uh-huh. I think I think he's just, you know, crazy. He could be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um a third of these sightings uh by the way are in the the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Although two thirds are uh, not in the region where Covering. So there does seem to be a lot of other Bigfoot relatives. Like there's uh the skunk ape in Florida, and uh, other southern states, there's Grassman in Ohio, uh the the Fouquet monster in Arkansas, the Wood Booger in Virginia, the monster of Whitehall in New York, uh Momo mm-hmm. in Missouri. The Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana. I, I got to say, that is exactly what Bigfoot from Louisiana yeah. would be called. Honey yeah. Island Swamp Monster. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: There's the Dewey Lake Monster from Michigan. Mogolian Monster in Arizona. And the Big Muddy Monster in Sh- Southern Illinois. some crazy
1: names. Dude. Yeah,
0: they really came up. Like, Bigfoot. I got to say, Bigfoot is iconic. But these guys were really... Whoever came up with these men, names pretty good. And... Uh, also, the old men of the mountain in West Virginia that does sound exactly like what Bigfoot from West yeah. Virginia would be. the old men of the mountain, yeah no yeah. I, I do wonder are
1: do we know if these sightings are at night or at day during daytime?
0: I, I think it's both. I think these yeah. uh could be either way, yeah, so it looks like there's probably uh maybe a lot of Bigfoot adjacent. maybe yeah. those are just different names for Bigfoot looks like Bigfoot's main habitat is uh probably the, the yeah, mountains in uh, Northern California and uh, near Oregon and Washington too. But yeah, it looks what, about, like...
1: what about Canada?
0: I think there has there? been sightings in British Columbia. Uh, that was one thing I came across in my research. But um, mainly he's uh, in the United States.
1: So I yeah. would think if he's Bigfoot and we haven't seen him much, he's probably up north somewhere that, like that in Canada. That would make the most sense. Or Alaska yeah. or something like that.
0: Yeah, Where there's like absolutely no one, and it's cold, and hey. yeah, yeah. Maybe somewhere like Michigan, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I I'm from Michigan. I was gonna, no. yeah, I can make the like, oh, is in Michigan? Wow. What what? I'm from Iowa. Is there any sayings from Iowa? Iowa, um, there probably is. Um, these are the I guess those are like other like kind of hot spots. Although like you know, it's mainly California, Oregon, Washington, that the uh-huh. biggest places of Bigfoot. But I guess these are other like hot spots for Bigfoot. All those, uh. Uh, other nicknames, but there's probably some bigfoot, big feet, maybe even in Iowa. Um, doesn't look like it. Uh, it looks like there's a there's a source from the Daily Iowan uh-huh. of uh, a hunt to prove the existence of Sasquatch. So it looks like, it looks like a bigfoot kind of exists in Iowa too. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the main information about Bigfoot and the uh, Patterson-Gimlin film. Um, I guess one other thing is about uh, Bob Gimlin, uh, I know one thing about him is he, he didn't really talk much uh, before 2005. Okay. But I think uh, since then he's kind of done more interviews and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah. Huh. So that's the, the conspiracy on Bigfoot. And I think we'll cover, we'll cover one more conspiracy um, from the area is db cooper have you ever heard of db cooper i have not okay so db cooper this is really interesting uh pretty pretty different from uh bigfoot because like bigfoot is monster but this or or maybe not monster i'm sorry bigfoot if you're listening to this show i didn't mean that um guys i think we need to apologize to bigfoot that was that was a rude thing to say Um, that was very rude yeah i guess uh creature I, i i think he's sure. he's a creature in the woods i think he's i think he's fine with that terminology um we got a creature in the woods but this this is a man in the woods is db cooper uh so in 1971 a uh a mysterious man known as dan cooper uh who was wearing a uh a business suit a white shirt uh clip-on tie uh boarded a plane uh he was described as uh, looking like he was in his mid40s. yeah he had like a uh, kind of short black hair. Um, so he boarded this plane. his ticket was signed Dan Cooper. Um, it's actually a uh, DB Cooper. He's known by that a lot, but uh, he's actually technically Dan Cooper. Um, I think when they were looking for him they found someone who was named DB Cooper like that was their initials but then they like ruled him out as a suspect. Um, and it turned out, you know, so it, it, the media adopted, like, they were like, oh, D.B. Cooper. And I, I mean, I got to I say, like, you know, that does sound cooler than Dan Cooper, more mysterious, you know, but we'll go, we'll go with Dan Cooper, since that's what he uh, signed the plane ticket as. And um, so he boarded this plane. It was on a uh, Boeing 727 in 1971, November 24. And uh, on the plane, he, uh, he passed a note to a uh, flight attendant yeah. And uh, basically told them, uh, I have a bomb. Really? Yeah. So we, uh, hi- he basically like silently hijacked the plane.
1: That's the way to do it.
0: Yeah. He was, he was very polite about it. He was very professional hijacking. Uh, we don't encourage hijackings on this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, we haven't before. or uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, I would like to strongly suggest don't hijack planes to all my audience. But um, this guy was the, did it objectively the best way. So what what ended up happening? So uh, he told them he had the bomb. They had a flight attendant sit next to him, and he kind of like relayed. They kind of relayed information. I think like they used a phone or something. It was like, flight attendant sat next to him and uh, relayed information from him to the, the crew. Um, and what he requested, uh, he requested two hundred thousand dollars in a knapsack, and and he wanted two front bar- parachutes and two back parachutes.
1: Why is he gonna blow it up
0: and then jump out? Um, right no, he didn't. Uh, the bomb never went off. Uh, I think he did have a bomb with him. He it showed like work. some dynamite or something. It, it was in work. like a briefcase. I mean, this was 1971. This was, yeah. you could do anything on airplanes in yeah. 1971. They he was like smoking on there and dr- yeah, it was You know, it was crazy. But um, so they, what they did is like they uh, there's a nearby bank and they kind of like land. They kind of made a landing. And there's a nearby bank that had like this money in, in a situation like this, if there's ever a ransom or anything. Um, but the nice, the thing about this money is it was like pre-marked. So they had like all the bill numbers in a, in a kind of like recorded. So it was like, Oh, those were all recorded. So they got the money for him, you know, they gave him in his knapsack. And, um, so they made a landing they got the parachutes and the money for him. I think they picked up the parachutes from like some, uh, parachute school nearby. Um, and they got the stuff him and then uh, set off again. And they were like, hey. And also they got all the other passengers off who didn't even know that there was a hijacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they it was like, just the, just the crew, just D.B. Cooper. So they asked D.B. Cooper, like, hey, uh, where do you want to go now? Because uh, you still have a bomb. Uh, and he was like, uh, I, can't, I can't remember where. There was, like, somewhere he wanted to go. Um, but they were not able to go there just because of the flight path. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, like, somewhere in Mexico. So they took off in,
1: what, Seattle?
0: Uh, yeah, I think this was in Seattle. Um, and they're going where? They, I think they went to Reno in... Uh, De Janeiro? Uh, Reno, it's not it's really like, the Johnny Cash song. It's, like, uh, Nevada, isn't it, Reno? Okay. It's where Johnny Cash awesome. shot him in, in Reno.
1: They weren't going overseas, overseas or anything? They didn't
0: go overseas. Okay. Um, So they were over around... Uh, Oregon, in the the forests of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think I need to... Oh, I think they might have... Uh, I don't know if they landed in uh, Washington. I think they were around in Washington. Okay. Anyway, so they got the passengers off. Um, and there's also some other requests. Uh, he wanted the landing gear up during the flight, which they said was impossible. And he also wanted the... Uh, the uh, There's like a stairwell on the back of the uh, the airplane, yeah. and he wanted that down during the flight. And they said they couldn't do that the entire flight, but they showed him now to do it. So if he wanted to have it down, then they could. Um. So here's a, so they uh, kept communicating, and then at a certain point, they noticed like he wasn't you know there wasn't any more notes, and they uh, when they landed they looked, DB e. Cooper mm-hmm. was gone. Where'd he go? So here's the the theory: the the money was gone, and two of he the parachutes the were gone. Yeah. So he had the two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, he requested that earlier. He requested two front and two back parachutes, and uh, one of each was gone. Wait. So they gave him the money
1: on the plane.
0: Uh. Yeah. They landed. The, a bank had gathered the, the ransom money, they gave it to him, and then they set back off Uh, for, Re- I think it was for Reno or towards Mexico City. Um, But they were over Oregon when... Uh, Why would
1: they give him the money, though?
0: Well, I mean, he had a bomb. But they they landed and they didn't arrest him? I don't know. This was That's the weird. 70s. Who knows? I, I guess uh, I, it was, they were probably not on the game, really. Like, I guess they were like, man, this... That's the
1: luckiest man ever.
0: Yeah, he, he was. <laughs> he had this actually pretty well planned out. Um although I that is true. I don't know why they didn't just like arrest him. Yeah, it's like, all right, well you're on the land now. weird. Um, yeah, so the uh he uh jumped from the plane. That's the furious. He But no one saw him. No one saw him. They so I think no they heard the people around him just not Yeah, he attention. he didn't want anyone else in the back of the plane. Uh so they were all like in the uh, uh, pilots uh, area, I think. And, uh, you know, when the plane was done, they went back. It's like, uh, he's gone now. Where but do how go? would he
1: get out? Wouldn't they have, like, some... The plane would notify them, like, a door is a opening.
0: Like, um, there'd I don't be, know like, if they notified sort of, like, them Alarm or... that would go off, like a beeping um, thing. Or... I don't know if there's an alarm that the door was open. I mean, you know, this was 1971, so... Yeah. It might have not been, like, a, you know, an alarm or anything if that door was opened. Um... I think they it might have been open. They might have noticed yeah. it was open before, but um, they did notice. Like they heard like a sound of something, Before? the while the plane was, um, it was like ten minutes after their last message from him, and they heard something. It sounded like you know. Uh, Why did they not thumpish? have someone there like the whole time? Uh, he requested they were in the that they go oh, into okay. the front, so you know they had to comply with his yeah. demands. So parachutes were. Uh, Two of the parachutes were gone before he requested. And the theory is that he got his money, he put on his parachute, and he jumped out of the plane. With the money. As was fine with the money. And he's never been seen again. He's never been seen again.
1: Probably flood the country or... Yeah. He could have gone to, like,
0: Panama or some (laughs) country down there. Yeah, Bahamas. Changed identity. Yeah. So I do have a few theories about this. Um... So, uh, I guess some more evidence, uh, some stuff that happened is, um, one, years later, uh, so the FBI, they conducted an investigation, they ended it, like, uh, I think 2016, like, yeah. they were like, we can't find anything, we're giving up, mm-hmm. <laughs> D.B. Cooper, you won, That's so, rare. huh? It's rare for the FBI to just give up, <laughs> up, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they went on for, like, yeah, I guess, like, nearly 50 years. But uh they didn't find anything. oh, they did find some things, so one is they' kind of figured out around where he would have landed. And it was like in the forest in uh Oregon okay. so they found a nearby river, and years later they found some of the money so uh if you remember the the bank had specifically marked ransom money mm-hmm. and uh, the thing about this ransom money was, you know, they had all the, it was the bill, bill numbers. So they published the bill numbers in the papers, like, uh, check your bills, please. Uh, check your $20 bills uh, if they have these numbers, because uh, you might have gotten them from Dan Cooper. Okay. So no one found any for years. And then they found some of them kind of buried in the sediment near, uh, near a river in uh, around where it was estimated he dropped off. So and he was like, never, he didn't use the money? Um, they didn't find, Possibly. like, all the money there. They found, like, a few hundred fa- or thousand dollars, I think, worth of money there. It wasn't all of it, and there wasn't that bag. Um, it was just some of the money just on the, sh- like, buried under the shore.
1: How did, they, how did they find the money under the shore?
0: I think it was, like, a kid was just digging around, found some money, and they're like, oh, hey, check out this money. And then, like, his pa- they showed their parents, wow. and the parents, like, recognized the bill numbers or something like that, and they're like, wait. This is the Dan Cooper money, guys. That was
1: in 2016?
0: Uh, not in 2016. It was like a few years after. I want to okay. say it was like the late 70s, early 80s, or something like that when they found it. Um, so that was like one of the things they found. Um, they, um, but yeah, they uh, it was around Oregon. Uh, oh. That was where it landed. Um, and maybe DB Cooper ran into Bigfoot. It's maybe. not impossible. Um they never found any evidence of Dan Cooper. They found like a lot of su- suspects, but like the thing is, all these suspects. It's like, oh, my uh, computer died. Um, wonder if we could try to charge it. We don't need it, but um, all right. Well, they did for the suspects. They did. Uh, they found like a lot of people. It's like, oh, this matches really well, like the age, the physical description, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, ooh, this detail doesn't match up like oh he's like uh he would have been too old or oh this yeah. guy was uh uh didn't know how to use a parachute or something like that so they never found like anyone who completely matched the description uh there is like some some people were like uh really sure it was this one guy which it could have been uh there's yeah. a lot of theories um but i have a fear of my own and the my theory is that db cooper was uh your grandpa specifically okay um, I'm addressing that to anyone listening to the show, maybe even you, maybe even myself. But um, DB Cooper is just your grandpa. Um, I, my evidence for this is if he has, have you ever noticed how, like, his uh, he never really talks about his retirement plan, like how he got the, the money for that, um, how that's funded? Mm-hmm. Um, and I you ever noticed he kind of like limps and stuff? Maybe he complains about kind of like someone who, like, like uh, jumped out of a parachute of uh, a plane, a Boeing plane with nothing but a suit and some parachutes mm-hmm. into the Oregon woods. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's uh, some of the some of the things Davy Cooper could have been your grandpa. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe he uh, knows how to use a parachute. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't talk about that. Um,
1: My grandpa fought in World War II, and he was a pilot.
0: Yeah?
1: I, he uh, was a, on a B-24 bomber, so... <laughs> maybe he did it. He was yeah. over the Horn of Africa. There is towards some, the end of the war.
0: There is some evidence that he did have military experience, D B Cooper. So could, could be have mine. been your grandpa. Um and uh, another thing is I'm I'm gonna make a guess. Your your grandpa probably alive during the nineteen seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So D B Cooper.
1: He would have Oh, he was born in nineteen fourteen. So he would have been like
0: fifty five or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it's, yeah, he looked pretty well aged. Um, maybe he um, aged pretty well. And, yeah. I mean, the description was about like, uh, I think forties, but Hey, maybe, maybe he just looked really good for his age. Yeah. Not impossible. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's the, the kind of main coverage of the conspiracies before we end the show. We'll, uh, we'll have some callers call in on the, the show. So, uh, let me set up the phone. It's been a minute. Okay. Phone should be up. Um, so call the number, uh, call seven six five nine nine eight four eight two one. Again, that's seven six five nine nine eight four eight two one. Um, I'll check with my tech team, make sure the phones are working. Um, I could I could probably just make sure the phones are working. Sometimes sometimes they're a little like that. But yeah, it's ten minutes until the to yeah. So, yeah, maybe we can get to take a few callers. Yeah. yeah, and just make sure the phones working. Sometimes they've had problems. Um, it could be. It could be the forces that be. You know, trying to. Maybe Dan Cooper himself is hacking these phones and making sure people he can't might call. Be. Yeah. Might still be alive. Okay. Yeah, phones are working. Um, I think. Yeah, I think there is a good possibility, Dan Cooper. It could be. Could be alive, could be dead. Kinda hard don't to tell I think
1: he'd be he'd be around a hundred now. It's, yeah. If he was
0: like say like forty five back then. Yeah, I um I think I yeah, don't, I don't about. Know. He could be he could have been maybe a bit younger. Maybe if he was like uh, you know, more like thirty. Thirty something, yeah. Yeah. I mean about forty, so maybe maybe like around ninety. Maybe, yeah. yeah, so maybe we around the nineteen thirties is a chance for anyone's grandpa. Um, which is funny because that's like the same age as the guys who found Bigfoot. So really? yeah, I get it, man. Like same 60s, people. maybe the same people. Yeah. No way. Maybe Patterson, uh, Gimlin, maybe they were DB Cooper and they found four years later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. apparently, uh, Oregon, California, like during the late sixties, early seventies, that was just the time for conspiracies there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if anyone wants to call in the show. Again, the number is 765-998-4821. Uh, again, 765-998-4821. So, yeah, feel free to... If you have any questions, you can uh, you can tell us. Um. We've got just a little bit of time. Um, yeah, we've got it's some pretty interesting conspiracies. Yeah. Dan Cooper is a pretty fun story. It's... um it's you know because it's like oh wow yeah this uh they really don't know what happened so i guess you gotta wow. come up with some theories to fill in the blanks uh-huh. <laughs> and uh and it looks like it looks like it is pretty conclusive that you know dan cooper could be your grandpa that is possible yeah could be uh could be a uh, directed toward an audience member towards you mateo d <laughs> towards towards anyone mm-hmm. db cooper your grandpa
1: what a crazy story yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it is super interesting. I guess FBI couldn't get to the bottom of this, but they never considered that. Yeah. I still don't understand why when they landed on the ground, why they didn't
1: ar- call the cops, <laughs> arrest him, or call anyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you'd think, like they could be like, all right, well, let's just get over. Okay, it's just you on the plane, and uh, yeah. I guess it's it's really crazy. I guess they were just like, hey, let's let's take this. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. I guess they were just thinking, like, let's try to catch him after he no longer has a bomb, because I mean, I guess if he, if he leaves the plane. Uh... So he he actually had a bomb on him. Um, I think it's not entirely known. I think he took the bomb with him when he uh, dropped. Oh. So, um, it could have been fake, but I think there's a good chance it was real. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I guess they're thinking, like, you know, these bills are marked. So we know what they are. So once he tries to spend any of that money, we can just find him, yeah. and he—he uh, he probably won't have a bomb on an airplane. But I—I I mean, I can see, like, man, really would have been easier if they just got him, got him closer. Yeah. But uh, is yeah. that what they—they they still mark bills like that now, these days? Um, oh, well, they probably do. I—I haven't done research on that, but I mean, I'd assume like yeah. it would make sense if they had uh, if some banks had the reserves like that. Um. Yeah, for ransoms, just, you know, have those bills, like, pre-marked. That way, if anyone tries to spend that money, it's like, oh, well, they, they get caught. Yeah. Well, if uh, anyone wants to call, number is, uh, again, 765-998-4821. Again, 765-998-4821. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, Bigfoot and Dan Cooper. Pretty good conspiracies. Um, yeah. oh, I think my favorite would be the moon landing moon landing is a good one that was the first episode of the show I did I feel like that's just one of the most classic conspiracy theories of all time have you done the one about Antarctica why you can't pass go by oh. the 60 parallel um that's like is that related to flat earth yeah, yeah. I think I have uh, kind of covered that I was like uh cause I, I did flat earth and it's like that's that's uh Antarctica is like a big part of that yeah. I, I concluded in that episode, uh, Flat Earth is actually... Um, the organization is a conspiracy, uh, and it's like Round Earth and Flat Earth are both cover-ups to, to cover up the real truth, which is the Earth is shaped like a dinosaur. Huh. Yeah, dinosaur-shaped Earth. I was thinking you were going to say the uh, Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. That could be... I mean, there is other theories for the Earth shape, and I can see those. I think the one thing is definitely not Round Earth, definitely not Flat Earth. Uh, you know, uh, the Ferd third, third, uh we go, you know, we go somewhere, uh, maybe in between, you could say. I don't know, maybe maybe a different position. Square, a square, yeah, could be that too. Square. Oh, would be crazy. Yeah, maybe a cube. Cube. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, this was a pretty good episode. It was mm-hmm. great to have you on with Teod. Once um, we again, we'd like to say, this show is satire. Not actually Conspiracy Furious. Um, yeah, this is a pretty great episode. Normally I play outro music, but my computer died, so... <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to do... A, ba, 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 ba. I just pretend that's the real outro music in the background. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty pretty fun episode. I covered Bigfoot. That's a big one. There's been a, one person on the floor. He's been requesting I cover Bigfoot since like day one. So, really? hey, finally got it. Yeah, uh Rowley. He's been uh, he's really? been requesting that. He's like he's asked me like every time, like, when are you gonna do Bigfoot? And I'm like, uh oh, we're doing it now. Yeah, I, I told him like we we're, we're doing Bigfoot today. Yeah.
1: It's been we're, great, Ben.
0: Yeah, it's been great. This is a really fun episode. Uh yeah. We're shaking hands right now. <laughs> um Yeah, well we hope everyone enjoyed. That's the episode. And uh yeah. Peace.